0: I often say to authors, if I put you in front of a journalist tomorrow who's going to interview you about your work and about you as an author, you want to make sure that you're able to answer every one of their questions without feeling like you're being blindsided, without feeling like you're being put on the spot, without feeling like you know you don't know what to say, feeling embarrassed, feeling overly vulnerable. You want to know exactly what your story is. You know, to that audience on that platform. And the bigger the
1: platform, the more important it's going to be that we really have our story nailed. Hello, and welcome to episode 41 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. I'm your host, Steph Caswell, and I'm an author and book coach, supporting people to write their nonfiction or business books in their niche. So if you're a coach, consultant, therapist, or entrepreneur who's ready to publish a book this year, you're in the right place and you're very welcome here. In this week's episode, I'm chatting to PR expert Isabel Knight to help us all learn more about promoting our books and building our author brand. But before I dive into the conversation, I just wanted to share two things with you. Firstly, I'm building my community on Substack. So if you're on there, come and find me and sign up for my free weekly newsletter on all things writing and publishing. Secondly, I've launched a fresh batch of VIP days which are one-to-one sessions in real life where we can plan and outline your book ready for you to go away and write it. These take place in a beautiful hotel in London where we have the time, space and coffee to bring your book idea to life. Links to both of these things will be in the show notes. And finally, if you want to get in touch with topic ideas or guest suggestions for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. You can email Steph at stephcaswell.com and let me know your thoughts. Right, let's get on with the conversation. Isabel Knight is a former publicist of 20 years, having worked with some of the biggest names in film, TV and publishing, including J.K. Rowling and the BBC. Isabel now offers authors the opportunity to learn the tools and strategies that will help you to fulfill your own publicity, promotion and marketing goals. Isabel provides mentoring and done with you programs and services to grow your readership, increase your impact and build success. During this wonderful conversation, we discuss the importance of your brand author story when it comes to promoting your book and bringing readers on the journey. Isabel believes in a holistic approach to PR and that your readers will want to buy your book if they feel connected to you. We also talk about what you can do if you're an introvert. Both Isabel and I believe that in today's book selling climate, you can't hide behind your words and hope the book will sell itself. Having said that, we know it can be daunting, so we discuss practical ways you can make PR manageable for you. And we also chat about how you can be in control of the story you share about yourself in the PR process, including when talking to journalists and publications. It really is a conversation full of fantastic advice about PR, but also about publishing and author support. What I like most about Isabel is how she truly understands how overwhelming the whole process can be. And she's excellent at breaking it down into manageable, and dare I say enjoyable, chunks. If you want to connect with Isabel and find out more about her Build Your Author Brand programme, the links are now in the show notes. She also kindly shares her free guide, Top 10 Tips for Authors to Build a Brand, with us. So I'll link to that in the notes too. I hope you really enjoy this brilliant conversation. So do you want to just tell us a bit about how you got to be doing what you're doing today? That, that
0: story could take a while, but I'll, get, I'll, I'll try and give you a a uh, me, be abridged. Um, so I, and um, my background was that I was a high level poppice, which for those who don't know what poppice is, that's somebody who essentially represents often um, in the creative industry. So I was very much in the creative industries in film, film is where I start, where I started, went on to film tv and ended up working with some of the world's biggest people in publishing so as a publicist you're representing brands um i working with really famous people but i've also helped to launch some people who are now famous that weren't and you're proactively pushing out um products so whether that's um in my case that was phil's books tv shows Raising profiles, raising the profiles of the people behind those things um, and doing that mainly through proactive um, pitching for media coverage. So as a publicist, you're primarily concerned with um, mainstream media. Increasingly, that's, that's become kind of influencers, um, podcasters, bloggers. Um, But back in the day, it was mainly kind of radio, TV, newspapers, magazines. And so it was using those tools um, to help to raise the profiles of people um, and the things they were creating. The pinnacle of that towards the end was working with um, J.K. Rowling and the BBC on promoting her strike detective series that we adapted for uh, the BBC television. So that was obviously a hugely high profile um, campaign and project. So that's, that's kind of where I kind of um, sort of ended up in my, in my career. Um, and from there, um, I started working with business owners. So kind on of, you know, not necessarily people that worked in the creative industry, but people that were working in different industries. And I took my business online in 2020, which many, many people did. And at the time we the pandemic. I was working with lots of business owners who wanted to write books for their business. Um, so there were lots of coaches, consultants, um, in different fields, different sectors. And I kind of understood that as well as, you know, teaching them to promote themselves. So I was, rather than doing it for them, I started providing kind of done with you service. Um, because I love teaching. I'm also, um, believe it or not, I'm a university professor. As well, um, alongside my business, so I actually teach an MA course in media and celebrity. So I love teaching, and I really wanted to help to empower people who couldn't afford to hire a publicist. So in the, you know the way I used to work in my in my career, um, they you know they just wouldn't have access to those kind of budgets and those kind of resources. But I wanted to be able to empower people to know how to themselves into the public eye, raise their own profiles. And my passion really is to kind of get people, you know, not, not off social media, but not confined to social media and to recognize that there are lots of much bigger, more impactful ways that you can put yourself, your business, and your book in front of much bigger audiences and create more impact, which is what, you know, most of the business owners that I was working with, re- that's what they really wanted to do was create impact and you can't do that if you're kind of playing small and relying on, you know, Instagram and Facebook to kind of build an audience. So many of these people, they were writing a book and they're not really knowing what to do with it, kind of falling at the last hurdle because they, they just didn't, you know, they didn't know what they didn't know, um, you know, and, and getting people to understand that the point of publication is not the point at which the work stops and your book kind of magically flies off you Know into a wonderland and creates this huge profile and impact for you, find you know, magically finds its readers, it's going to just be discovered and it's going to help you, you know, help your business to fly. It doesn't work like that because things don't get discovered by accident. So, since then, I, I now exclusively work with authors and I don't just work with um kind of business owner authors by uh non fiction, but I also work with fiction. You know, I've always always loved literature, that's always been the kind of art form that has been that has been my thing. Um so it, now it's still like a real privilege to be, you know, I studied English lit, so it feels like I've a kind of kind of full circle round. So now working in the medium that I really, really love, um, which is brilliant. And helping people and you know, teaching and helping.
1: Crikey! What a journey, and what an exciting journey to be able to, like you say, support people either high profile or people who are small business owners or fiction authors that aren't necessarily high profile yet, or you know even want to be particularly high profile, but they do want to to have more eyes on on what they're doing. And I think you're absolutely right. I I work with um, a, a high profile author in terms of he's a Sunday Times bestseller, and I know. You're absolutely right. Even though he's got a vast platform on social media, he's got a big email list. Actually, when the book comes out, the next book, you know, when it comes out, you can't just assume that people on that list or people that follow him are going to buy because they're not necessarily going to unless you actually encourage them and talk about the book. And I absolutely agree with you. A lot of the people that I talk to around strategy when it comes to launching and a sort of post publication they they think once you've written the book, it's almost like, oh, hurrah, that's the, that's the work done. And actually, for a lot of people, myself included, that is actually where the work really begins because as soon as you stop talking about your book, as soon as you stop promoting it in whichever way you choose, people stop buying it because you stop talking about it, it goes out of people's you know general consciousness and they, they don't buy. And I think you're absolutely right. It's about having that longer-term strategy where you're talking about your work all the time referencing it wherever you can um, building it into social media strategy you know email marketing strategy be it going like you like you were saying around getting out there to different platforms to talk about it which isn't just social media because I think that's the danger isn't it you're absolutely right we all fall into well if it's if we're talking about it enough on Instagram but nowhere else you know that that's actually not going to to do the job we want it to do because it will help a bit, but there's so much more to it. I would love to talk to you, obviously, about your, your work with JK. But I um, I know, obviously, you know, that's, uh, that's something that we can maybe touch on later. But um, do you find that authors are less inclined to want to do that promotional stuff or is it that because you often hear don't you that authors are more introverted people maybe than people who are on the television or people who are podcasters authors because you can hide behind your screen right you can hide behind you know the keyboard and type and I went to the self-publishing show this year and the big thing was you can't just write a book now. And just assume it's going to sell itself. You know, you have to do the advertising. This, you know, maybe on Amazon if you if you're going through that. But do you find that that maybe authors are slightly more reluctant to kind of really embrace the full PR vibe?
0: Absolutely, they they definitely are. And I mean, the number of people that have come to me and said, "You know, my business is build your author brand," and I use that word brand um, because you know I don't I don't just talk about you know I don't say. It's not it's not PR for authors because what I'm doing is so is it's so much wider because I look at I look at them holistically. So I'm not just saying to people, right, now now I'm gonna get them on the radio, now I'm gonna get them on the TV. That's not what we're doing. Um I would I want them to get to that point. And many and many authors that work with me do get to that point where they are getting on the radio. They are getting on the TV. You know, I've got a couple of authors who, who have been repeatedly invited to speak now on BBC radio, fantastic. They have done that themselves using the tools and the guidance that I've given them, um, you know, and that really for me is that that's kind of the success story when an when, author has the confidence and the knowledge of how to position themselves in their market and how to pitch their work in such a way they are being invited to talk about it to bigger audiences and create that bigger profile. But the number of authors that come to me and say, oh, but, but you know, I don't want to brand, you know, and they're really terrified by the word brand. Um, and, you know, and I'm fully aware of that. So I often say to people, you know, the brand, what that really means is what is the story of you as an author? You cannot hide behind the You can't hide behind the words. I know that for so many authors, but I think that's actually what they would love to be able to do. You know, because maybe it, lots of authors are introverts. You know, they, they love words. They love the page. They, you know, they want to be creative. They just want to write. And the number of people say to me, I just want to write. I don't want to have to spend time on marketing and promotion. So what I say to them is, well, I want to help you find a way to market and promote your book that actually feels good. That you feel confident doing and that doesn't feel like a painful chore um, that you know that's preventing you from doing the thing you really love which is which is writing a book um, and where we start with that which it forms the basis of what I talk to people about is finding that story behind the story which is which I, I call it the author brand story so it's it's getting away from telling people what your book is, what the book is about, who it's for, how it can change lives, you know, the transformation of the reader, but giving the reader a context for why that book exists, which is why before we start going down the road of Amazon ads, Facebook ads, you know, building an email list, all of those things that also are, are, are told to do, which is absolutely valid, but before you do those things, work out what it is you want to say, about yourself as an author. And I'll come on in a minute I'll come on to like why why it's so important for you as an author to control what you're going to say about yourself. Yeah.
1: You're right though, because when I'm working with authors around, you know, because obviously I work predominantly in the business book space, and they often will have so many strategies and ideas and tips and techniques that that can help people with a transformation that they may be seeking. But what they struggle often with is that personal story. And I am a big advocate of using story within nonfiction because I think it makes things much more relatable to the reader, makes it more interesting to read. But it's the personal story. They're okay sharing maybe a case study of clients they've worked with or, you know, somebody that they've worked with, you know, years ago. But actually, when I say to them, if you can connect with the reader through your own story, Um, you will find that they have that trust factor that actually all the stuff that comes after that, all the stuff that you're saying, you know, this strategy you should do, or you should try this. If you've said, actually, this is the impact these things have had on me, then they're more likely to trust you and to follow your advice. Whereas if you don't share anything about yourself, the book comes across not cold, but less, you, you don't have that connection with your reader. And if you don't have the connection with the reader, they're going to put the book down halfway through, even if they get that far. They have to feel like, actually, I'm going to, because we're asking them to, to um, share their time with us. And I think we, we often underestimate now with all the social media out there. You know, I, I've done the Golden Egg Writing for Children course, and that was the big thing we started at the beginning of, was children today... You know, not the children they were 50 years ago. When it comes to attention span, and when it comes to being able to entice them to read at all, when they've got TikTok videos to watch or they've got, you know, YouTube videos that they're that interested in, reading is now something that um, is something is not quite what it used to be in terms of an entertainment thing. And I think as much as it applies to children, yes, it also applies to adults because I find that my attention when it comes to reading has not diminished, but has reduced somewhat. I have to sit, sit somewhere and sit, don't, I have to have my phone in a different room <laughs> because the, the mm. thought of thinking, oh, I'll just pick that up quickly. So if we can grab people with story and get them to, to really invest their time in our books through using our own story, I think is, is just the winning formula really, because the rest of it then unfolds in a much better way for the reader and, and for you, the author. I think um that, that's just I have a very strong feeling about personal story. So that sounds like it's yeah. it's an important yes. step and for it, you as well.
0: It's incredibly important. And what and so this brings me on to the point I moved it to. That from from my point of view, you know, as a as a as a publicist who was always you know, I was tasked with making sure that um, you know, the client or the project was presented in, in the most impactful, um, you know, the way that was going to ground people's attention, um, was going to inspire the, the biggest audience, but also, you know, but that was going to show that, that product or that person off in the, in the kind of best possible light. Um, and to do that, we had to do take control of our story so when we say we're going to use the personal story there's a difference between telling your whole life story kind of you know one the other silted version which you often see people doing on social media um and you know and that, and that often has the effect of, of either turning people off because it's too much or it kind of takes people down the wrong path and it presents and it you know, it's not presenting in the way you want to be ideally presented, and the flip side of that is is that people don't say anything about themselves personally. Um, but when they don't, that leaves them open to interpretation, and it leaves them very vulnerable to other people, whether that's readers or, you know, in my world, that is often going to be a journalist. You know, if I, I often say to this, if I put you. In front of a journalist tomorrow who's going to interview you about your work and about you as an author, you know, if that, you want to make sure that you're able to answer every one of their questions without feeling like you're being blindsided, without feeling like you're being put on the spot, without feeling like, you know, you don't know what to say, feeling embarrassed, feeling overly vulnerable, you want to know exactly what your story is and what the story is that you're presenting in you know to that audience on that platform and the bigger the platform the more important it's going to be that we really have our story nailed like we you know we know exactly what it is and I always say you know as an author you're completely in control of what goes into your story and also what stays out of the story you know I've worked with authors recently who have you know if you have big life stories and, and have done extraordinary things but they don't necessarily want some of those things to be included in their story as an author, so then it's quite a careful navigation of well, how do we tell this without giving away the personal details that are going to leave you vulnerable to uh, you know that are going to create the headline that is not representative of you and your brand. So you know, so it, it's kind of it's kind it, there's kind of two important things here. You know, tell, presenting a story so that other people don't make one up for you on your behalf. Yeah, which I see a lot. That, that happens an awful lot. Or the, the the other extreme, which is telling your unfiltered personal story in the hope that, that, is, that that's going to create that human connection which you were talking about, which is hugely important. We want that human engagement. We want people to be able to resonate with our story as it also pertains to themselves, and that's really the key. They To do that, they don't need to know Every nitty-gritty piece of your personal history. These are these are the two kind of key things. We want to be able to navigate our way through those things. And often the the piece so when I do the author brand story work with with authors, the piece that they think is irrelevant is often the piece that is most relevant and that is going to draw in those readers like nothing else.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And also, there's an element I sometimes think where people will say, Oh, well, I don't think people are really interested in that. Um, And I was talking to a potential uh, client the other day, and she said, You know, she was talking about writing a book, and she's like, Well, you know, I don't even know who'd read it. And she said it so flippantly, but actually, her story that she told me. For the previous 10 minutes, about why she was actually thinking of writing a book was so compelling. And I said to her, you know, what you've just said is incredible. You know, the work you've done over the last 10 years to get women back into work is incredible. Like, I think that maybe when you've done it for so long, you underestimate actually to uh, the new listener who's never heard your story before how impactful it is and I think it's through working with people like yourself that people are able to almost have that chance to take a step back and almost reflect on a how far they've come but for a lot of people how incredible their stories are and like you say they have to be relevant to the to the reader they have to be as much as you're willing to share because I often get that as well with authors who say oh well I don't I don't this happened to me but I don't feel like I want to share that and I always say then don't then don't don't share that because you don't want ever to put something out which you then regret or worry about needlessly. But I think that it's that balance, isn't it, of finding the stuff that is going to pull people in 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 an interest level but also then makes the author still feel in control. And it's
0: exactly that. I think, you know, that's a great example you you just gave because I think that applies to a loss of authors' base that they, you know, because they're so close to it, they forget that what seems second nature to them isn't to other people. So it's helping. Often it's helping people to articulate their, what makes them unique when they kind of lost sight of it themselves because they're too close.
1: And then after the story stuff, sort of, what do you then help people go on to do once they've established the story they're happy to share, the story that they're comfortable to talk about when people interview them? What are sort of those next steps that then people would be able to take? The, the other the other great
0: um, kind of outcome of of getting your your story. Right, is that it? Then really helps to lead you to who your ideal reader is going to be. You know, when I say to people, "So, who who's your reader?" the number of authors that, that really just don't know. You know, they say they'll either say to me, "Oh, well, everyone," you know, or or all women, you know, between the age of eighteen and eighty, or you know, all men, or or just everyone in business, or everyone who does this, or everyone who does, that. um, and they've never really. Possibly have the confidence in themselves to stop and think about well, who is who is this book for? So the next step after we've established the story is then to establish who are you writing for? Who do we want? Who do you want to be going towards stones and seeing your book on the shelf and picking it up and reading it and thinking, "Wow, this has changed my life." So, and it's and the answer is never just everyone. Um, you know and and other mark you know the other markets say this if your marketing so everyone your marketings nobody um and so so really that that's kind of the next step in the journey and then the step after that once we've established who the reader is going to be then we can take it further and say well how are we going to reach those readers now? so you know once we have someone in mind then we can say right well they're listening to these radio stations or they're reading these magazines or they're looking at these YouTube channels or they're listening to these podcasts or reading these bloggers so we can start to put together a strategy that is going to you know become the kind of marketing and promotion strategy of where do you want to be so I say you know where does your reader hang out those are the places that that you're going to want to put yourself and then we we can form the right pitches whether that's a press release or whether it's an email pitch um, or whether you're going to ring, you know, phone someone, or whether it's going to go into your social media content, or, it, or you're going to be doing an event, or you're going to be giving a talk. So we put all of that together for you. Um, and, you know, and ultimately, what I want is is authors to be confident to do that. And when, when I see the transformation authors make from going to, you know, I'm an introvert. I don't want to talk about my book. I don't want to talk about myself as an author. I just want people to read the book, you know, to, to, to seeing them on the you know getting on the radio being at events giving talks and they'll come back to me and they'll say it's amazing how confident i was to talk about myself because i had my brand story and i knew what to say and so it gives them that inner confidence, um
1: you know and then and then it's just building on that and keeping going i think also i find that sometimes you know, what I try to say to aspiring authors or people right at the start of their journey is your book is one piece of your business puzzle. So it's unlikely that you're going to be able to retire off the profits of your book. You know, I always try to be really upfront with people because unless you're going to be somehow the next, I don't know, James Clear or people like that who are constantly in the bestseller charts five, ten years later, it's unlikely you'll be able to just stop and do nothing else. And actually, most people don't want that anyway. Most people aren't writing a business book for that reason but I think it's about looking at the bigger picture. And I think the trouble is sometimes is that when you do that whole where are your readers hanging out or, you know, in business, it's where is your client hanging out? I don't think – I think there's sometimes a missing piece there around why actually – we're asking that question. Why is it important to know? Like for us, it's the ideal reader, right? So why is it important for me when I'm working with authors? It's always so we know exactly. I always talk about the psychographics of the reader. You know what they tr- what they're struggling with. What's the reason, the emotion, reason that they're picking up your book? Because we always reach for things when we've got it. We want an answer to something, or we're feeling a certain way. In nonfiction, it tends to be you know that reason rather than fiction, which maybe you enjoy that genre or you like that author so I think it's really important but what you've done which I think has been really helpful for me as an author but also I'm sure for the listeners is to actually then put that into place in the wider context of your book and it's about getting like you say into into the in front of the right people who are reading certain things or listening to certain things, and until you do that, you you almost are throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something will stick when it comes to a strategy because you're not really clear on why that's so important. And and that's you know and that's exactly what going to what we said at the beginning, you know, where people are, people
0: are overly reliant on social media platforms because that's where every that's what everyone else is doing. So you know, everyone else is on Instagram, so I'm going to be on Instagram without really thinking about well you know who are these people on instagram that you were so desperate to reach through instagram are you know i mean they might be your ideal reader but they also might not be and and i think you know you're very right to say you know why are they reading your book that's that's, an, that's another very clear you know a, a a route into well to take us to who they are is why are they re- why are they picking up the book um what what is the problem that, that they that they want help with? The other point I'll come back to, you know, on the, on the kind of, you know, the, the people that make it to the bestseller list, like the James Clears, um, you know, it's important to remember they also did not get there by accident. You know, they're still on the bestseller list 10 years later because they don't stop promoting, they don't stop marketing, they don't stop doing PR and, you know, their publicity machine is only, is only growing, it's not diminishing the more books they sell, the
1: more work they're doing. Yeah, I was listening to him on Tim Ferriss, actually, and I'd had this episode. It came out in January of 2023. And I had had you know, when you think, oh, I will listen to that at some point. And I thought the other day, right, I'm just going to listen, you know, to him and what he has to say. And they spent about an hour talking about book promotion and writing. And I was like, why have I waited so long to listen to this episode? (laughs) But the really interesting point he was making was how strategic he was around, getting onto podcasts and getting interviews. I mean, he was on, he said he was on Good Morning America or what? What one of those you know big American breakfast shows. Um, and he said that he, he was on it because the researchers on the show had found an article he'd written, he said, like two or three years before for, for another publication. And he said that they invited him on to talk about that article. And he then said to either one of the presenters, he said, well, I'm actually, I've got a book out in a few months. Can I come back and talk about it? And they were like, well, yes because obviously they found this you know the interview they had done with him very compelling he then came back and and that really helped to catapult you know atomic habits really into the public eye but he also said that him and his his assistant just went through the podcasts that he thought his ideal listeners would be listening to and he said there were we went through a hundred podcasts and he said I just pitched to all of them and he said uh, he said I think I went on to 75 podcasts and he said the podcast that it resonated with the most were people who did CrossFit he said I've no, it he said like I just I'd never anticipated it he said, yes there were business people who liked it and were recommending it but he said sometimes you have to really think outside the box with who might find your content helpful that maybe okay isn't the 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 you know i always talk about the bullseye reader you know the person on a dartboard who you know is your absolute ideal reader but it's those people on the periphery and he was saying that once word of mouth got out amongst the crossfitters they just started telling each other about the books and then it happened to be that the crossfitters were also people who are in business you then started talking about it's a business owners that they knew and he said actually he had to do all that work around really looking he said i just literally got apple podcasts open and he said i was just like maybe i can pitch to this one and i think it's 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 work, isn't it? And once you've written a book, you're exhausted, for starters. And the thought of then trawling through hundreds of podcasts or blogs or magazines or whatever the media is that you want to go with, it's it's quite a lot, isn't it? But I think it's about tr- how do you sort of, you know, I guess advise people to make it manageable because it is necessary, isn't it? It is necessary and, and it is work. And these things do not happen by accident, ever.
0: People reading James Thayer's book, book now saying, oh, you know, he must have just been discovered and, and the whole world kind of opened up. It never, ever happened like that. One lady I worked with, um, who is now a regular uh, guest on her local BBC radio station um, as a mindset coach. Um, and we worked together, and I remember giving her a list of probably a 100, um, like bloggers, podcasters, you know, a little a mixture of kind of magazines that were, you know, that were absolutely kind of hitting the ideal readers that she wants, to hit. And I remember saying to her, I know this is probably going to be overwhelming to you. And she was like, oh, my God, this is so many. You know, you I mean I've got to pitch to all of these people? And I said, well, you know, this is actually a really small list. Like in the real world of PR, we would, you know, we would use lists of like 300 people. Um, and But, it, you know, but it's important to make sure they are the right people target you know to target the right ones because if you target the right ones you know then you don't you don't need to trawl through kind of thousands of lists when i said to her okay you know have a go like break it down break it you know start with kind of 10 and then just do just do it bit by bit you know you don't have to do it all in one go um as it sounds like the kind of james say journey that's exactly what he did he probably did it in you know in pieces um and see it as an ongoing thing it's now part of your marketing you know it's not it's not a replacement for it's not like a do social media or pitch to podcast you know but just make sure you're targeting the right ones focusing on the right ones and then treat it as part of your job of being an author and the responsibility that comes with publishing a book if you want that book to be read by other people so you know it is work but it can be broken down and it can be made so you're much more manageable, and much easier if you know what you want to say, know what you want to pitch. Um, and then, you know, and, and then exactly that, you know, the power of PR is kind of tapping into communities that you didn't even know were out there sometimes, you know, like with the CrossFit for example,
1: um, and reaching a lot more people a lot more quickly. It, you're right and it just takes me back to the self-publishing show where they you know they were talking about to if you are self-publishing which a lot of my listeners are a lot of the people I work with are they, they were saying you know you have to treat this like a business because if you're up against publishing houses who obviously this is their business and you're looking to stand out and or amongst those people who are traditionally published and I know the self-publishing show a lot of the talks and the focus is on fiction but I think it's absolutely the same point for non-fiction in, in the business. Business book world that if you want to stand amongst the big business books out there or the non-fiction books out there you have to treat it like a business and uh, and almost approach it like a publishing house would and and I often think with my own stuff you know I I always think about you know potentially in the future when when I start to do more self-publishing around fiction you know I I do think I will have to set myself up almost in my own head as a publishing house because then almost it gives me that distance between making it something that feels just like it's just little old me um against you know maybe putting it out there and and giving myself a name that is a publishing house name which is just for me but maybe it gives me that mindset that is a business and that I need to put strategy in place for PR for marketing for you know all these important aspects of business that perhaps as you when you think yourself as just one lowly author um you maybe don't see it like that and I think it's so important if you want to be able to compete with the with those publishing houses out there then you have to look at it in a business way and the beauty of being self-published of course is that you know you're in control of
0: of what goes into the publicity and marketing and promotion around you're in control of what's said about it and about you know you're in control of of where you're pitching to of where you're growing your audience of how you're showing up You don't, you're not being dictated to by anybody else. You don't have the kind of, um, you know, a marketer coming to you and saying, right, this is what we're going to do with your brand. Um, but you get to decide those. things. So, you know, really, really it it can be an absolute gift and, and I, you know, several authors I've worked with now, you know, who, who have grown their profiles and they love the fact that, you know, they, they can go to go and promote themselves at the events they want to, they can work directly with retailers. You know, building relationships with bookstores, building relationships with festivals, um, you know, and with journalists that, you know, that are their, their own relationships, which is going to pay off, you know, into the future. Once you've kind of started building those networks and those relationships, you know, they're, they're yours then
1: for as long as you want to keep. To keep publishing, and, you know that, which is an exciting thing. It is, it is, and I think you know if you look at it, if you come at it from a professional. Way of being, then you are going to be able to harness those relationships, and people will come back to you for you know to feature you. Or if you approach them again, if you've done a good job in what you did before, and you you know you you had that professional approach to it, then you're more likely to be able to maintain those relationships. And I do, I agree. I think you know when you were talking back about how it's like the small steps. You know, you don't have to do because sometimes I think when we think about PR, you know, per se, you you you're thinking right. Well, I've got to I've got to approach these people. I'm going to have to. It's, it's going to be this big whole thing that I've got to do and it seems so overwhelming probably in much like writing a book actually you know when you start out on your first page you're thinking oh my gosh I've got like you know 50, 60,000 words to write and actually I'm always about right you know let's just think about the next half hour of 500 to 1,000 words that you're going to do don't think of the 60,000 or the 50,000 or whatever just think about this next stage and it's almost like you've got to think about it pitch by pitch think well, right, I'm just going to do this pitch today or you know maybe you've got for that day you think right I'm going to send out three pitches today and then I can then that's done for the day I can get on with the rest of the things but the more you make it into this huge sort of thing actually you're going to be less inclined to do it like people who are going to feel less inclined to write if they think that the whole book is ahead of them Um, and you you almost have to convince your brain it's okay I'm just going to do these, these bits today and then it's out there because it is a mindset isn't it around especially if you're introverted or you're somebody who's not sure it's just about doing like you said and you know what I love about the work you're doing is around making it comfortable for people and making people feel as though they're doing the stuff that is feels right for them rather than saying right well, you have to do this even if you're some, you know this if the thought of going on live television you know most I would imagine most authors would you know I don't know rather chew their own arm off than do that and so if that's not something that is you know something that you feel like you can do well you know okay Well, what do you feel like you can do that is you know is going to have you know a similar impact that you feel comfortable with rather than assuming it's going to be these big scary things that maybe you don't feel quite ready for yet thank you i really appreciate your time today it's been it's been a great conversation and i know i the listeners are going to get a lot from it because it's certainly something that i think we could all do more of as authors and as business owners is to really talk about what we do why we do it um and with our books yeah sharing them as far and as wide as we can so thank you for your time Isabel. i really appreciate it a big thank you to isabel for being a guest on the podcast i learned a lot from chatting with her particularly about my own approach to pr I'm hoping it's given you the confidence to start where you feel comfortable, but also promote the heck out of the book you've written. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. I'd love to hear from you. But until next time, my lovely, happy writing.